Yo. Yo. It works. Yo, is this thing on? This is some... You can swear on the fucking podcast. (laughs) I was trying to keep it PG. Fuck PG. (laughs) You're doing nothing. Oh my God. I was literally trying to be... Nice and polite as possible. Basically, I should crash and create a persona, you know? No point in oh, the podcast is not to be yourself. You have an image to uphold. All right, hey, we've got stories. Hey, whoever's listening to this bullshit. Man, I've got stories. Hello? Yo, does this thing work? Yo, you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. What are those sounds? Oh, man, like Paddy tried to call me. You see, I sound so rude now when I speak. This is not how I speak on a normal basis. I'll speak normally. Oh, shut the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway. Shall we do do a little introduction? Like, all right. First of all, what the hell is our podcast even called? Okay, cool. Right. This is, ladies and gentlemen listening, in the United Kingdom and all around the world, this is... Apparently. Wow. He has a very bleak worldview, and you're going to be hearing a lot about this. (laughs) 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 Hey, 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 hey. Get lit. Okay, look. Right? People in the UK and all around the world, this is the first episode of what will hopefully be a long series of podcasts. This podcast is called the Two Nerds on the Phone Podcast. Until I can think of a better name, I got a WhatsApp message. Until I can think of a better name for it, this is the name, right? This is the Two Nerds. We are two nerds, we are black, and we can't see. Right? Two. Two blind black nerds on the phone in the pot. I'm joking. Nah, 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 nah. That's, 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 that's two. <laughs> two blind black nerds walk into a bar. With a phone <laughs> on a podcast. What happened next will forever be a mystery. <laughs> it won't be a mystery once we get to talking, boy. So introduce yourself. <clears throat> introduce yourself to the audience. Should I create like a fake persona? Fuck off. <laughs> Notice how he swears a lot, and I'm like so calm. This um, guy swears like <laughs> swear. Doesn't the river look beautiful tonight? We are screwed. <laughs> look. Okay, 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 okay. Um, well, my name is Brandon or Brandy, I guess. A lot of people have different names for me. Um, so augment Brandon however you see fit in your mind, and that's me, I guess. Aren't you gonna say anything else about you? How, how, where did you grow up, Brandon? Where did I grow up? Yeah. Well, I was in Cameroon, which is in Africa. Africa is not a country, right? It's not a country. Let me just get this out there before we carry on. It's not a country. <laughs> we both have some very strong opinions on people who think Africa is a country. And that's it's not a country. Um, it's not. So I was brought up in Africa, a country within. So fucking hell. I said I just said a country, didn't I? Yeah, I just you said did. a country. Oh, I fucked up. Sorry. 
That was on purpose. <laughs> Sorry. It's when you talk like that. Sorry. <laughs> I was brought up in Cameroon, a country in Africa. Anyway. What are you um, up... Shut the fuck up. See, now when you're level. Up until a certain age, I think I was about two, came over here cause, um, to England, that is, because I, I had really bad eyes, as you can tell from all this humour about eyes. Um, I had an eye operation, went back to Cameroon for a bit. Uh, then I think at the age of about seven-ish, seven and a half, I then left Cameroon. Um, no, no, prior to that, it was, it was a, so a bit younger. I can't remember the exact age, but I left Cameroon, moved to Germany for a bit, lived in um, Hanover with my uncle and uh, his his uh, his fiance or wife at the time. I, I didn't really pay attention. Um, yeah. Girlfriend, girlfriend, maybe I don't know. Um, so st- stayed with them for a bit. Right. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. Sorry, I should know this. That's really rude. Um, his his wife, his wife, because they had a child and they were together and yeah, all that rah rah. Um, anyway, so. Oh wait, wait, wait. He had. Your aunt, you stayed with your grandma. No, I stayed with my grandparents in Cameroon. Then when my mom came mm. back to, you know, take me and have the eye operation and everything, and I went back to Cameroon, I, then she came back for me again after that. We then yeah. went to um, Germany. Germany. I lived in Hamburg, or sorry, Hanover. Sorry, not, not Hamburg, Hanover. Um, then from Germany, I lived in um, France for a bit. Uh, Paris, France, um, with my auntie. With my auntie. Uh, after which, I moved to England. In England, I've, been, I've lived in many different parts of England. I live in Hastings for a bit, which is uh, past Brighton. Like, just I don't know how to. Exp- I don't. I can't explain it properly. Um, I'm just really bad with geography. Anyway, so I, I lived in Hastings for a bit. From Hastings, I then moved to Brighton. Um, this is around when I was eight or so. Lived in Brighton up until the age of about maybe nine, ten. Um, so only like a year or two, not 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 for that long. The, I moved to London. Uh, in London, I lived in Vauxhall for a bit. From Vauxhall, I then moved to Streatham and back to Vauxhall. So He's that's lived my in South London. That's, <laughs> that's He's lived in South that's... London since he was a little boy. Yeah, you but I'm not, I, I, I'm not prone to the violent tendencies of my neighborhood. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, he's lying, y'all. You can't talk. You live in... He's... Okay, we, we can have this North-South debate right now. <laughs> North-South, no spoilers. Uh, boom. He introduced himself in it. Now it's my turn. Um, my, name is, my name is Simon. That's my slave name. Um, wow. My... wow! You can't open like that. That's so <laughs> savage. It's not your slave name. You okay. Terrible. Uh... Terrible. My name is my name is Simon Peter Waniki Kamal. That's my full damn name. Um, Simon. Notice how Peter. I didn't say my full name. Go on. Yeah, on yet went 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 on yet went 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 on yet went 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 for sound. That's your full name. I'm dead. I'm... <laughs> yo, yo, his his name isn't even that bad. His parents are ten times worse. <laughs> oh yeah, his dad did it. Yeah, <laughs> that name's even longer. 
Yo, that shit's fucking hell. Anyway. We have this on record. We have this on so 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 when next you tell me about how much I swear we have this on record. Hey, I I swear, but I'm a really good person. I'm a really kind person. That's like someone being like, "Oh, I'm racist, but I go to church." So like, God, you're saying you're saying me swearing is as bad as someone being racist. That's stupid. That's stupid, man. (laughs) Can you pre your own stupidity? Look, my thing is yeah. Words uh, are just the means by which ideas transfer from oh, person A Stop quoting, to person like, B, right? Okay, you augmented the quote slightly, but yeah, go on. I, I am quoting, no, first and foremost, no idea is original. There's mm-hmm. nothing new under the sun. It doesn't matter what you do, but how it's done. And that's the quote, right? But what I'm saying is that ideas are a means for, for ideas, words are a means for ideas to be transferred from person A to person B. And as such, doesn't matter the words you use, but most of the quality of the ideas being transferred. You could be an amazing person and have the vocabulary of 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 a drunk pirate, There's like fucking lollipop stuck in his beard in some case. You some mean what? Thing. What you're? Tra- however, okay. Let's not even however, go into how, how how wrong you are about kids next door. But however, um... <laughs> however, there was that guy in kids next door. You're the idiot. I'm not. I'm not gonna go into that with you because you know I think their vocabulary was immaculate for their age. But um, not the damn kids, <laughs> yo, the pirate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The okay. old ass pirate that had the lollipop stuck in his beard, right? Yes, I know. Who, yeah, the candy pirate, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> the candy pirate, the candy pirate, anyway. the candy. Oh, don't even start the candy man. Like that's that's that's, that's nothing. That's worse. <laughs> Candyman, yo! How did you used to get? Did, did that used to get you shook? Could you not say Candyman in the mirror five times when you were a little kid? There, there are a few things I don't do. We'll talk about horror films in a, in, in a, in a hot minute. Just, just carrying on your introduction. All right, cool. So, so anyway, anyway, whatever, whatever, right? Vocabulary does not equal intelligence or or valor or content of character. Moving on, right? Who are you? My name is Simon Peter Waneki Kamau. I was named after Simon Peter from the Bible. He snaked Jesus, basically. He lied. He said he didn't know him. <laughs> when, the police, when the police came for Jesus, Simon was like, I don't know him. Right? He denied He denied the Lord. Um, How many times? Three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just digging yourself a hole here. Like, first of all, I don't swear. I swear a lot. Who's I named after the biggest snake in the religious Bible apart from nah, Judas? No, 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 Judas is still the worst. <laughs> Judas is still the worst. I ain't no Judas. I ain't no Judas. I'm saved. I just, me, I got forgave. <laughs> Judas watched his best friend die, fam. And knowing he was a snake to his best friend. Oh, that's Pete. Anyway, um... So, my name's Simon. I was born in Eldoret, <laughs> Kenya. That's a very small... That... Racism, y'all. <laughs> Racism from my own race. 
Kibera is for all of you white people that don't know. Kibera is the biggest. That is racist. You can't say for all of you white people who don't know. That is racist. What, what, what about the, the, the East Asians, the, the, the North Asians, the, the West Asians who don't know? What about all of them? What about, what about the Africans okay. who don't okay. know about Kibera? I, I don't know. Okay, cool. Ohio, Saimashita, <laughs> all my East Asian homies. Like, yo, if you don't know. Oh my God. We're gonna to have to be, like really censor our, our language on this to a certain degree. Cause, this is gonna you know, be more censored then. You know when they used to play Stan on like daytime TV, TV, yeah. And that whole verse where Eminem is driving the car, that chick is in the trunk, and he's yelling at her as he drives off the bridge. Yep. You know how when you tried watching on daytime, they didn't have that. Didn't it seem like you were speaking broken English? Basically, but that's a lot of like stuff. every other word was censored, like. <laughs> <laughs> every other word it was ridiculous <laughs> every other word shut up I'm trying to talk <laughs> see Slim that's my laying in the but I ain't gonna I just see I ain't like you cause if I then she'll I'm like bro what, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know kids can put two and two together you know yeah, she, yeah. She, we, we've seen her in the truck <laughs> Talking about. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Anyway. You, you, you literally give me like three or four topics we can talk about: censorship, music, and even, to a certain degree, like uh, what's that thing called when you're? Ah, oh, I'm not paranoid. Um, ah, oh, what's? I, I'll figure out something. I'll figure it out in a bit. My brain's just kind of gone. Around. Tangent. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, yeah, boom. That aside, um, I was born in Eldoret, Kenya. Kibera is the biggest slum in Kenya, by the way. For everybody who doesn't know, I'm on my logic. Everybody, for everybody who doesn't know, um, Kibera is the biggest slum in Kenya and, and one of, if not the biggest slums in Africa. This is a shining example of the continuously raging financial inequality both in my country and throughout the continent, as well as on a global scale between the global north and the global south. It is something that, it's a living condition that must be resolved. And people really do live there. They live real life. If you take a gap year, don't be one of those people who, I'm going to go Kibera and take pictures. It's not a zoo. These are real people who are living real life. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to be serious, but oh my god. Uh, I've oh had to lord. deal with this. I've had to deal with this. So <laughs> really, I've had to deal with these things. But yeah, um, yeah, these are real people. They live very real lives. And um, it is a, a, a dark part of um, my country, which is otherwise a very beautiful country, even if we are in a bit of turmoil right now. Um, with politics and, and Cambridge Analytica. Oh, oh, Jesus, it's a lot. That was the other thing I want to talk about, suspicion. Yeah. Topics, like, su- like, like superstition, sorry, not suspicion, superstition. Superstition? Yeah, because you, 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 you were talking about, like, the mirrors and stuff, like saying um, Candyman five times in the mirror. So I was like, oh, superstition's yeah. a really good topic you, we can always cover at some point. We'll probably... 
who've run through a lot of stuff. I don't think we should ever really plan anything. Like, yeah. let's say hypothetically, we plan to talk about one thing. I know for a fact by the end of the conversation, we're going to end up somewhere completely different. Somewhere completely different. Expect these podcasts to run a while. Um, and they will never be coherent, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. There will never be any cohesiveness. Also, as in, if you've been listening to this madness for 15 minutes now, um, understand that what we say on this podcast, in real life, we are actually both really respectable human beings. Um, we... <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, we're going to be Just... racist, but we're really good people. What do you mean racist? I, I'm sorry. I, I, was, I always pull out the racist card when I talk about this because people always like, it's the most extreme um, thing to, to go towards when you're trying to, you know, make yourself seem like a great person. Because a lot of people do that. But when they, they start saying really, really bad stuff, right? And they think because, I don't know, they have a, a friend of a certain race or certain gender or something, they have, like, the right to talk about something, even though they have no, no right to do so. Or well, it's not necessarily no right, no, no uh, premise or, or necessarily... Enough knowledge to to speak about the topic that they're talking about. I mean, yeah. Disclaimer: That's the disclaimer I'm going to put out there. We speak about things that, or we are going to speak about things that we don't necessarily know a lot about. However, prior to this, I would, I will personally, you know, uh, Simon and I actually both of us. So we'll try and do some sort of research into certain topics before we talk about them, just so we don't come across as being really naive. How, yeah, or rude. However, in saying that. Like you said, we are human beings and our opinions on that of the gen on that of like everyone. Uh that's just our opinion. The general public might have a completely different opinion. But hey, at the end of the day, that's what makes the human race. The human race. We're different. We're different. Let's speak for yourself. <laughs> okay. We're different. Snake. <laughs> Nick. Drew this. <laughs> and my name's Simon Peter. <laughs> like me, Drew this, you are. You're a waste, man. Just because your mom didn't name you after anyone in the Bible because she knew you were the devil. Oh <laughs> my God. If that becomes my nickname on this podcast, I will actually kill you. The devil. <laughs> That's not, a... the That's devil. not a fun nickname. That's not a fun nickname to have. The devil. Your first your first words were long ago in a distance last. The nurses in the hospital were looking at you like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, my is... god. The funny thing is we we we, yeah. we titled this podcast, or we're going to title this group of podcasts, Two Nerds and a Poet. And we barely said anything nerdy apart from that one thing you just said. But anyway, you know, yeah, we'll, slip, yeah, we'll slip we'll, it in here and there we'll as we go along. We'll, ew, I'd slip it <laughs> anyway. Gentlemen, don't kiss and tell. I happen to be a gentleman, folks. Um, a perfect gentleman, <clears throat> a very perfect gentleman. If you start, if you start clearing your throat, I'm gonna clear my throat. <laughs> we can have a throat clearing session, and we can clear hella throat. <laughs> no pause. No pause. Why? Nope, Why? Just press play. <laughs> Why? 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 Why are you con- Why are you so concerned of me clearing my throat? Are you feeling a bit self-conscious? I mean, I know you like choking people, you know. So um. I don't like choking people. Are you mad? 
are choking. <laughs> um, anyway, right? We will speak about these things, though. Mm-hmm. A further disclaimer. All right, cool. Boom. We're two human beings. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of shit. Our topics range from anime, music, comic books, TV, life, relationships, business, a whole bunch of politics, a whole bunch of philosophy. We don't know that much about a lot of what we're talking about, but we're going to talk about it. Because the whole premise of this podcast is we're two nerds on the phone in our early 20s shooting the shit. We're just shooting the shit. Do not listen to something said on this podcast and then go write the shit in your philosophy exam. <laughs> and, then, and then when you get like, I don't know, like a fail at uni, you, you, you catch me outside. I don't want to get caught <laughs> That's why I never leave my house. I'm joking. <laughs> For real. Like, don't, don't lie, you otaku. You know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm an otaku who never goes outside, but there were girls there. This okay. is how much of a good friend he is. This is the real Judas is branded. <laughs> wow. What I'm saying. Okay. What I'm saying is this. Yeah, we're just, it's just a shoot. We're just chilling. We're just chatting. Now, as far as my introduction is concerned, um, let's see. I was born in Eldorit, Kenya. We moved to Nairobi, right? It's the capital city of Kenya. Everybody knows Nairobi. They love Nairobi. I love Nairobi, right? Mm-hmm. Lived there until I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. At age 11, I moved over to the United Kingdom of Great Britain, a country I'd seen many times on television, but when I came here, it was completely different because there were black people. Oh my god, your stories! The stories you tell me about this, this, this. He, he, he basically white knight the, the, the United Kingdom. And, and when I say white knight, I'm not saying that in a metaphorical sense, I mean literal. He white knight the United Kingdom, and, Fact, and when he you came don't here, understand he understand the colonial. <laughs> Um, after effect of how we view these guys. Fam, I thought Britain was like, and I love Britain. I love Britain. Before any of y'all start commenting about, I fuck off that around country. This is my country. Alright, chill. Mm-hmm. I, love, mm-hmm. I love living here. Right? If I didn't love living here, I wouldn't be here in it. Like, I actually really love living here. I love the culture. I love the people. I think it's great. <sighs> Just because somewhere is great doesn't mean that it's perfect. Nowhere is perfect. And there's comedy in that. So I'm a bus joke. Uh-oh. Carry- no, that was just my mom on the phone. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, what? <laughs> we're go- we're going to tell those stories. Maybe. <laughs> oh, sp- oh, man, man, man. You and my mom, like, you- your relationship is just... I don't even know how to describe it. Nothing sexual, by the way. Um, <laughs> a relationship of I'm, I, 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 she thinks I'm a brat. You are a brat. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> La- language point in case. <laughs> I have, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a most, ben- I'm a most benevolent character. Um, um, n- now listen to how he switches up his his language once I point out, point it out. Once it's out. You're the only one who needs to be out, mate. So... Whoa. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Just chill, just chill, just chill. Anyway, Fetus. Fetus. Why are you reusing your dishes? 
I don't know. He has a friend at university. He's a brown boy. His name is Peter. Stop with your racist comments. I have a friend at university. Period. His name is Fetus. Period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Dude, do you understand the joke? That you just lost. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> he has a friend at university. Period. His name's Fetus. Dude, come on, dude. So cool, man. Anyway, <laughs> um, that was um, on point. I was so inexecuted. Oh, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah. I was after moving to after moving to England. I moved to London, North London, to be precise, home of the mighty Arsenal and the kebab shops and the chicken and chips <laughs> and the weed everywhere. Right. Um, wow. You know, if you were a tour guide, right? You'd attract so many students, like to the UK. They wouldn't. They'll just be like twenties, twenties and thirties, maybe a few teenagers. Yeah. They <laughs> need to know the real London fam. <laughs> All I saw on TV was Central fam. All I saw, back in the day, I saw Buckingham Palace. I saw football stadiums, and I saw like Oxford Street. Okay. And a bunch okay. of stuff. I did not see ends until I wound up there unsuspecting, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I was like, raw, like, is this it? Because yeah, I, I came here <laughs> in, in 2008. So um, I was 10 years old then, 11 years old. And then I lived in Ponders End. But then mm-hmm. after Ponders End, I moved closer to Tottenham. Kind of. It's kind of weird. Like, I'm not the best in directions. But I moved to Edmonton. That's a bad thing to say. From Ponder's End, I moved to Edmonton. Um, and then, yeah, that's where I've lived ever since. I live, I've lived in Edmonton for a while. And I managed to get into a good university. Um, that's right. <laughs> yeah, su- success story, in it? I managed to get to a good university. <laughs> right. And from I'm, from I'm gonna... from Ke- from Kibera to the uni, the Shut life the of fuck up. that's so <laughs> racist. I didn't live in Kibera. The that's life like, and trials of Simon Kamau. There was a kid in my school. He was incredibly intelligent. Incredibly intelligent. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay out names, but it's incredibly. He was a really smart guy. Mm-hmm. Incredibly smart, but he was yeah, but... Kurdish, right? <laughs> what does that so do anything? No, 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 no. So he going to Cambridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The University of Cambridge. Going to school where I went to school in the era that I started and that he started and that he was in longer than us. Going Cambridge mm. from that is an accomplishment, an accomplishment, fam. But you know mm-hmm. what man in the newspaper said about my man? What? From from kebab shop to Cambridge, <laughs> a young genius. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the most racist shit? You know someone could go and look this up now and they'll know who exactly you're talking about. Talking about baiting out names. You're basically giving them no, all the information. I you're like, you're like, you're like, you're like, I'm not going to tell you who he is. I'm going to give you everything you can possibly get in order to find out who he is. No treasure hunt, where, guys. I haven't said where I went to school. I haven't said. No, no, I'm joking. It's, honestly, I don't think it's that big a deal. But I know, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I, I have a friend, um, 
again, I'm not going to say names, but he went from being, you know, just a regular guy, I guess, in, in the not so great area in Croydon. Um, and, uh, I mean, nowadays Croydon's, you know, in development. And by the time I guess we're in That's our so sixth, by the time we're in our sixties, it's probably going to be a really great area. But currently, and back when we were younger, this area wasn't that great. Working class people are going to get kicked out. (laughs) Anyway, um, so he went from being, you know, a normal guy in a not so great area to being, and I kid you not, the highest grade student when it came to computer science in the UK. And he got given offers. He got offers from all, all the top universities on... Only because of one thing, and he told me this afterwards because I didn't actually know this was a thing. There's there's a system where they actually have to take in a certain amount of students from a poor background to maintain the perception that they are um, inclusive of everyone. Yep. For any American person listening, or who will listen in the future. Now I say this because I also have another. I also say this because I have another friend who did just as well, I would say better, considering he lost his sight. Now, he's, he's completely sightless, but, um, you know, I'm not saying this as like, oh, my God, he's done so much without his sight. But in saying that, I haven't done half as much as him with the amount of sight I do have. And I'm fairly, like, sighted, considering my eye condition. I'm, quote, unquote, legally blind, but I can still see very well and stuff. This individual is completely blind, um, and they have achieved so much, both in athletics in uh, education and just social aspect they've changed lives just by being themselves regardless of all of that they were not accepted into the top universities in in, in uh, the uk when i say the top universities i mean places like um cambridge um you know the, i i honestly cannot understand why it it, it baffles it boggles the mind because if someone like that who Okay, it wasn't necessarily poor or whatever, but he 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 um he's had a lot of struggle in his life, could not get in. I I do struggle to understand how inclusive they they can be when they won't accept an individual who's going to be in a couple of years on Team GB. I don't get it. Right. So it's yeah. So your homie didn't get into uni, even if he did all this. Despite no, no, he, he 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 got into uni. He just didn't get into the university he wanted to, which oh, is obviously man. the top, the the really top ones. And he had the grades for it. He had nothing but A's. So how didn't he get in? I don't know. This is this is this is the dilemma we have. We had the whole conversation, but we we thought about it, and we just thought they were just they didn't they didn't give him a like. A good reason, in my opinion. I'm not going to say what the reason was because you know it's not fair to him. But I, I personally don't think it was a valid reason for not allowing was him to go. With him being cited, or is there a reason to? No, no. Um, obviously, they're not going to say the whole sight thing. That's that's they, they want you, quote unquote, to come if you have a sight issue. They they right. came up with some other, as I like to call it, BS excuse as to why they couldn't accept him. So, ah, oh, snap. But which yeah. it's it's strange because then someone else in a similar situation to him, who's a music student, who I also know again is uh, completely uh, blind, um, got in on a music scholarship. So I don't know how they pick. I really don't understand their process. It, it's a very strange process. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get lucky, you know. Mm. 
And sometimes you luck out, and sometimes sometimes it's just not on your side. And so it's really, really, it's really, really messed up. Sometimes, yeah. Like um, but I guess you just have to um, keep moving forward. Um, like when it comes to the whole application process of uni, it's difficult, and and finding uni, like I'm blessed because I've been able to just go, you know, like I've, mm. I haven't had to reset anything yet. You know what I mean? Mm, like I've mm. been, from secondary, I was able to get the A levels I wanted, and I was able to get to uni that I wanted, and I was able to get the the course. It, that I, I mean, it's fifty fifty though. You you say um, luck, but I also think you're selling yourself short because it is like I know you're trying to be all modest and stuff, but it is hard work. Um, oh, of course it was hard work. But I wasn't the only person working hard. Like we were all true. in that room working hard. I mean, true, so, true. So it's like um. Sometimes things just go your. Sometimes things just go your way. Sometimes things uh, don't go your way. It's something I've learned a lot um, when it comes to dealing with, obviously, what I deal with um, on a daily basis. Uh, I've, I've skimmed through a lot of the meaty parts of my story because we had to get those intros out of the way quick. But like I do um, have, I, I, I do have, I do deal with a lot. I've got various medical conditions, um, not which will, me. which will probably, I mean. I mean, we're going to be doing this hopefully for a very long time. So oh. we are going to um, podcast. We'll uh, cover a lot. I mean, at one point, I'm pretty sure we're going to be together for like a week, aren't we? So we can do it like face to face with one Man. phone. Face to face. Well, yeah. that for um, what was that good anime from last? It's the only good anime last summer, you know. We were. What the the dancing one, the ballroom, ballroom. Yeah, that opening was sick. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> we'll do um, we'll do. Oh yeah, if anyone's gonna comment, meh, you're not. Eh, you should be a real man. Why are you watching cartoons about ballroom dancing? Suck out. <laughs> Look, nothing, nothing is off limits when it comes to animation. I think. Okay, that's the topic. We, we're already on it, so we might as well talk about it. Um, Go for it. I think anime, as I like to see it personally, uh, presents a really good um, foundation for get, del- delving into really serious and not so serious topics in a modern light. Right? Um, I think nowadays there are loads of things which are um animated which you can't you i guarantee you cannot put on screen normally if they weren't animated because you have all these censorships with like uh butt cracks and 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 certain things you can't say and obviously people can't say them and you you have this whole thing about you know oh this individual can't say this because of their race or because of their gender very, very difficult to do a film like perfect blue yeah yeah like in yeah, exactly. Um, they they've been films have been inspired by animated films, but none of them have gone, none, none of them have let's say the exact same impact. I think the closest film to have the impact that anime has, um, not being a live action but inspired by an animation, would be um, not even the Matrix. Um, well, yes, the Matrix, but in terms of more recently, I would say would be ah. Uh, Crap, I always have this these little brain thoughts. Um Inception, that's it. 
and oh, yeah, that yeah, that yeah. that was directly paprika. that was yeah, exactly that was directly inspired by paprika and if you actually yeah. watch paprika and you watch inception you'd see no, the concept is exactly the same, same. only difference is paprika is better because it's animated and you can do a lot more of animations than you can do with live actions, even I though you try to. Did do a fantastic job. Though. Yeah, th- like... that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's it's the closest, uh, 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 good interpretation of what an anime would be like in live action, even though it's only in, even though it's not directly. Uh, yeah, so an adaptation. Be bad, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you, know, you have to also have the right directors. So obviously, Christopher Nolan was on there. Mm. Um, Christopher Nolan is like the final prophet of DC. Like he, he, he made an amazing trilogy, and then he left, and DC's just been losing to Marvel ever since. Really. So, okay, we're not gonna get into this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why I, I love that we're doing this podcast because we're so different, but yet we're so similar at, at the same yeah, time. I, yeah. I, I mean, you're a big Marvel fan. I'm a big DC fan. Although I know more about Marvel and DC than you. Um, I'm gonna, put, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put that out there. Um, he reads more comic books than I do. I read more manga than he does. Exactly. This, this we're we such a good balance. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, we, we're such a good balance. Like, I think this is why we work on, on such a like communicative level. Like our conversations are always almost unstoppable like we actually have to tell each other like <laughs> no literally you trying to have a moment y'all you trying to have a moment <laughs> oh my god i haven't thought about madagascar in years um yeah no like no but seriously like we're, like we have to tell each other sometimes like oh you got uni tomorrow bro you got work tomorrow or something like you have to go to sleep <laughs> oh yeah like otherwise we, we could be at this from like now to like we can have oh, a, we could we we could literally have the record for the longest combo. Like you, you know, but Guinness like, Book of Records, we could do it. We could we could low key do it. I don't think we've run out of topics, to be honest with you. Now, if we really, really focus mm-hmm. and really, really just Yeah. I think the only thing that'll stop us would be bodily functions. So like having to go to the toilet or something, because I am not gonna be talking to you while I'm on the loo. I'm not gonna be talking to you while I'm <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's not that's not happening. That's um that's a fact. If you're into that, though, you know nowadays we live in an era where because of the internet and information, literally people mm-hmm. in society have a voice now that they didn't have a long time ago. So mm-hmm. anyone can be offended by any. If you haven't clicked off by this point, then well done. You are thick skin. Um, because <laughs> just casually, we 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 um. I don't know if you've alienated anyone yet, or if I just kill it. Like, oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we have with your racist comments. <laughs> uh, not even racist. I've met real racist people. This is not racist. Uh, oh my god! I've met racist people all over the world, man. In China, I've met racist people. We'll, we'll talk about this as well. China's racist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, of course it is. Um, now, since we live in an age where like there's so many um different people with a voice, man, look, okay, I'm gonna be real. I'm sorry to all those who are in, who who enjoy um being on the toilet and talking to you. I don't know what you guys call yourselves. Like, if you're out there, um, yeah, well, we hate to to offend you. Um, and and, and yeah, we're sorry to the to the toilet. <laughs> 
people out there. I, I don't know, man. I just want to be inclusive. So, yeah. But mm. back, back to the topic. Our conversations are unstoppable. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I've, I've mentioned stuff about, like, how I, I think anime has impact, uh, impacted society a lot in, in the past. I mean, like I, I just mentioned the whole movie thing. Um, another thing I find funny, though, actually, in, in more recent, like, let's say in the last year or two, uh, mainly because of all these live-action films. Now, I'm not necessarily, like, I, I wouldn't call myself an elitist, although you would. Um, <laughs> He's the biggest anime elitist in the world! <laughs> He's a but, anime but, 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 I'm not going to give into your coding. Like, if, if, if there's a camera on my face right now, and, I, and you know, I had a different skin tone, skin pigmentation, you, you, you can see, like, my face, like, flaring up. But, um, you can see like, the brain <laughs> popping out of his head, like, free. <laughs> but, but I'm not going to go into that. What Instead, what I'm going to focus on is the fact that a lot of people these days are talking about anime. And the, the funny thing that made me laugh um, more recently was Watch Mojo. If anyone doesn't know what Watch Mojo is, it, it's a... Uh, youtube thing uh, not necessarily specifically for youtube but it's like they always like a top 10 thing so like top 10 i don't know uh biggest stuff in the media recently top 10 fails of 2013 etc etc they always have a top 10 list of something essentially and obviously they also do like um special mentions or whatever um but the main thing that they've one of the things the top 10s that they've done recently um is uh top 10 celebrities you didn't know like anime and that really got me i was like but but why is there why is there a need for this list like i'm it's just okay this is probably like a thing to do with like celebrity culture and that that leads to a whole different conversation which i I don't want to go into right now but anime has always been a thing like it's almost as if since these really really bad live actions starting I don't want to go too far back. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start, I'm going to say Dragon Ball Z Evolution. <laughs> I'm going to say Dragon Ball Z Evolution because if I go any further back, people are going to call me old and like, you know, a Scrooge. Um, but yeah, starting with Dragon Ball Z Evolution, you know, anime has been constantly spoken about just because of how bad, truly awful, the live action versions have been. So, you are oh, then, you're, you're then, you're then, no, let me finish. You are then forced I, to, to look at, this soon. You, you are then forced to look at the um, actual anime that inspired it. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. And then you get into anime, which is not, which is no, it's, it isn't awful. I always think, you know, promoting something. What's that saying? Um, all popularity, all information is, you know, uh, sorry, popularity is good, regardless of the fact that, you know, it, it might come across as being negative. Popularity is popularity. Getting getting stuff out there, um, but anyway, uh, back 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 to the point I'm trying to make. It got to me, I think, because 
I've known that anime has been a thing for such a long time. So is manga, everything else. And people always get, you know, the difference between manga and anime mixed up. Like, come on, it's not difficult. One's an animation, one's Man a book. Man it's it's not difficult. One of my homies from a long time ago, his girlfriend was like, um, was like, um, we were chilling and reading manga. Mm. And then um, she was like, um, oh my God, you guys, why are you reading anime? And we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you see that 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 right there, I would laugh and I'd get so angry, <laughs> and, and and come back with some really witty, you know, snarky remark. <laughs> Are you feeling? I'm, go drink an orange, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> or, 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 or something like why you like like. You know, so so you, so that so that's your real hair. Hashtag weave or something. Hey, you know, like ah, I, I would get, I would get. The weave, <laughs> One day you might need a weave. I'm, Look, no, I no. love my bold head. I am going bold, and I love it. I've really said this to people. I don't care. Like I, I would walk out <laughs> loud and proud with with a bold head. Okay, I I, I have no qualms about that. You're just I, I, about I, the right chick. You're just about the right chick. The right chick that tells me that I'm not good looking because I haven't got bam, a wig. Bam, Are you bam, mad? Bam. You'll meet, you'll meet the woman, you'll meet, you'll meet your type of women, which will have this conversation. But you'll meet, you'll, you'll meet one of your types of women, and then they'll be like, wow, you know, I really love it when black men have like, I don't know, curly perms, right? I, I will slap the living, if that ever happens to me, right, I give you permission, <laughs> right, on record, I give you permission to slap the living daylights out of me. You could, you could go full Full on, everybody hates Chris. Where he <laughs> met his, te- his teacher in the room, and she slapped him from black to Asian. You can tag him uh-huh. permission. Wow, <laughs> man, I swear down. Man will show up looking like Lionel Rich. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I'm just saying. No I'm offense to saying. anyone who wears. No offense to any male who wears wigs. By the way, it's 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 it, you do you. It's your prerogative. I personally, on the other hand, will not do that. And I don't think it's right to change yourself for a woman, it, especially if it's something physical. Like, for instance, I don't know, let's just say getting her tattoo, you know, a name of, and getting her, like, you know, her name tattooed on your freaking skin. Yo, if you're getting married and that's the thing you want to do, I think I saw no, that once. No, have you seen I, the divorce rates? Why are you taking risks? <laughs> but in saying that, though, I'm not going to lie. When I saw that... um uh, I don't know if you ever watched this show, uh, uh, Don't Tell the Bride. And it's, no. it's, basi- oh, it's basically a show where husbands are given finances to make uh, a wedding for their other half, for their wife. Now, oh. usually, you know how w- w- women are very controlling and they, not to say very controlling, they, they, they like... <laughs> no offense. It's sexist values. No offense. No offense. It's an African um, man. Hey, ladies, you have to understand... <laughs> Shut up, because you're not household, true. Sometimes oh my god, I, I, up. Oh, I'm the most feminist, feminine person you ever meet. But anyway, um, what? How can you be the most feminine person you ever meet, and you're not a female? It's not difficult. The most feminine person that you'll, you'll ever, ever meet. meet with the most so feminine you, value. Okay, the most fe- no, the, one of the most the feminine most feminist. Values. That feminist. Mm, okay, feminist. Let's say feminist. Um, raw, raw. What do you all say? Mm, mm. Are you not a feminist, Brandon? Why aren't you feminist? I don't like the word feminist. 
Anyway, um, that, that's that's a whole other topic. Oh. Um, that's good. I'm gonna DM Mr. Emma Thompson and be like, <laughs> "Why are you trying to get me sent? Like, why why are you trying to get people to send for me? Like, I I, I want to live, yeah. I want to live, you know. I don't want I don't want to be bombarded. Emma Thompson sharp at your yard, belly up. <laughs> Anyway, back to the point. That, back to the point I was trying to make about this TV show. Men are basically given the responsibility to plan their other halves, uh, the wedding for themselves and the other half, basically. And um, it's it, most of the time, you know. Unfortunately, men. You know, I'm gonna be honest. As a man, okay, from my point of view, I don't think we make the best decisions when it comes to this sort of stuff. Only because I know being who I am personally, as a male, I can't speak to the, the whole, all of mankind. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's the right word to use, the right way to use that term. But again, that's another thing I don't want to talk about. Um, all of mankind. All right. We seem to, we focus on different things. Is this a genetic fact and a social fact? We focus on different things that we think will be beneficial. And of course, we will have like Peter Pan syndrome, or at least I what is Peter I think Pan think most of us do. Peter Pan you, you don't know what Peter Pan syndrome is? You wanna fly. Like what's oh, I really oh. don't know. Um oh, okay. PS, we don't have to explain every single thing, by the way. Like I don't wanna I do that. I don't know what it I is. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying for future reference. Anyway, um Peter Pan syndrome is uh, essentially the idea that um, men don't want to grow up. So like even, you know, being in your 50s, 60s, you still act like you're quite young and you have really childish values according to females. Um, so like how we're talking about anime now, right? So hypothetically, yeah. let's say we're still talking about this when we're like 80. They'll be like, oh my God, you men are so, you're so, you're such a boy. Like you're suffering from Peter Pan syndrome. I, I oh, think because you want to be a real boy. Well, yeah, I I think no, because you, you know how Peter Pan doesn't grow. Oh yes, yes, yes. You're you're, okay. you're talking Pinocchio. <laughs> exactly. That's how I was. I was, I was myself. So, oh yeah, 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 cool. Yeah. So basically, it's the idea that you know we don't grow up, even though time moves on, we stay the same, which is supposedly wrong. You know, everyone changes, but I think. Uh, you change, but you stay the same. You know, I think that's the way to phrase it. We change, but we stay the same. I think when you're 12, that's basically your fundamental. I don't know. I have a weird view. Like, I think that you can you can make a lot of changes, but ultimately, they'll just be different versions of yourself, right? So, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like um, you always have a core, but you'll just, you can just shift it to something. It can just be a different version of that core. So, like, if you have certain, if you're really loud and out there and boastful and grand, right? Mm-hmm. Then, um, if you go down a negative pathway in your life, then you'll just be a really evil and messed up version of that. However, when you flip it and let's say you make a lot of the right choices and you make a change and you do good things, then you know maybe you'll just be like a good person, but you'd still be that. You know what I mean? Like, they'll still mm. be your fundamental. Is, is always there. It's just you'll be different versions of yourself. Just, I guess that's just, it's a nature and nurture debate question, isn't it? Like philosophically speaking, that's a nature and nurture debate. 
mm-hmm. you know, if do do your life choices determine who you become or do does who you become determine your life choices? It's a little bit of both. I think whenever whenever there's two extremes in an argument, the answer always lies somewhere in between. Sounds yeah, kind of, of basic, but like No, no, no. It, it's um ah, there is actually a mathematical and philosophical uh fact to that or truth to that. Um in my for instance, in my criminal criminology uh, not criminology, criminal minds class. Um, one of our lecturers uh, once asked us how old he was, right? How, how old we thought he was. And um, we all gave, you know, numbers between a certain age. Um, and collectively, we got pretty much exactly, parring like one year difference, what his age was. And there's a theory, um, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head right now, which states that the group, the, the collective, has more of a chance of getting something right than if you just guessed on your own. You, you it's like that whole how many because you take um, them because you take the median. Oh no, yeah, you take like, exactly. the mean or the average of like the yeah, yeah, the, exactly, and, and that's what gives you the answer. I and that's anyway. Back, back to back to what I was saying about the whole wedding thing. The reason I, I brought up that whole topic was because I remember watching one of the episodes and um, the the couple for their wedding got tattoos of each other's names on their fingers as instead of rings they tattooed each other's initials on their fingers i know Finger i know the worst. i i know and they look so chill they've had so many tattoos in the past i think they were both tattoo artists as well if i remember correctly um okay. so they, they just like they, they didn't look phased at all now when i got my tattoo i I think my friend has a video of it. I was making all sorts of noise. You have a tattoo. Yeah, you know about this. Oh yeah, the one on your leg. What the hell? I thought we were close. I thought we were close. I thought we were close. We we started a podcast. We didn't. I thought we were close. (laughs) I don't know. Is it on your leg? Um, Okay, for the listener, where's your tattoo? On my upper left arm, or left? Yeah, upper left arm, just beneath, just beneath my shoulder. Oh, now I remember it. It's that one of like. What is it? It's like is it a bee? Or a bath, Oh my god! Wow! You really don't listen to me when I talk. I even showed you. That's the worst part. Yeah, you did. Like, but you're, like not, you're, okay. you're, you're, you're not that blind. Like <laughs> you saw it. Y'all, I'm less blind. I am less blind than a blind, a fully blind person. But guys, make no mistake about us. I am pretty blind. And um, I am more blind than Brandon. Um, okay, yes, but but you're still not that blind. Like I, I didn't I didn't show it to you from like a distance. You're not like you you are short sighted, but you're not that short. I mean, I I literally went up to your face. You came. You looked. You you bent your head like to see it. <sighs> anyway, just to, Sam, it was know, a long to, time to, ago. To, How about that? Like it was last summer. Do you last know how much summer. stuff happened since last summer? Anyway, um, it, it's it's a tattoo of a um a raven. You know, like oh, because the... Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, so you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember now because you you love the raven. And yes, the... I do. I do love the raven. Yeah, yeah beautiful, yeah. beautiful yeah. poem. Macabre really in nature, beautiful. but um. It's, it's it's oh that's just his style, isn't it? If you, if anyone listening to this doesn't know Edgar Allan Poe, go look him up. He will change your lives. 
and I'm, I sounds like really profound and like scriptural and religious, but I, he personally changed mine in terms of the poems he produced. I, I really found him very educational and formative and emotionally revealing personally. Um, all of you old school gamers out there, um, if you still have a GameCube in 2018, go online and cop a game called Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Um, it has, it's based on Poe's work very loosely and mm. it has a really nice passage from the Raven in the intro bit. Mm. And that's how I know the Raven. And if you, don't, so, if you don't actually read his poems or play the game, there's also the movie, The Raven. Which I was... am. Oh, and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's the movie, and it's just yeah. you know, it's a movie about well, loosely from how for uh, his life and death. Obviously, they fictionalized it and they used his works as like a uh, uh, as a key theme throughout the movie, but um, oh, yeah, telling. yeah, it, it's it's really good. I can list so many other Poe like movies and TV shows because he's re- he impacted. Um, gothic uh, 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 works, not not in terms of art per se, but literal literal work, literacy work, um, and it's it's so it's just it's just been so good, you know, um, in terms of the movies it's produced, the 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 books that have been written based around it, the, the TV shows, everything. I I I, re- I really like the the um, physical uh, and. Um, it, uh, imagery and animation based like uh, inspired by Poe's works because they always have such a uh, an interesting look on our current reality and you know our, our previous reality just just reality as a whole like day-to-day experiences um, even things we, we haven't really thought about ourselves you know it, it's expressed quite interestingly uh, throughout these uh, works unfortunately because of the sort of work he the poems sorry he, he he produced um a lot of them are quite dark and predominantly <laughs> focused around serial killers or killings and murders but you understand why once you've read his his uh his works or watched anything any documentaries about him beautiful um okay guys we're approaching the one hour mark um the way anchor works apparently, is if you hit the one hour mark, the recording might stop and I'll have to start a new one and then edit the new one onto the old one. If that happens, this is just a heads up that this segment of the podcast might be over, right? You won't notice because I'll have cut it off and, and, and put it all together. But like, um, yeah, yeah, just a little heads up because if, if all this beauty is going on and then it just cuts off, then it... You might be like, what the fuck? And then like, rah, rah, rah. but like, yeah, just a, a heads up. Cool. Like we're coming up to the hour. Like two minutes. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're going to keep talking. But if the line does cut and, and you hear a little bit of um weirdness, then then that's just that's just um, the transition and the beauty. Mm. So, yeah, um, back to Poe. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know what else to say about Poe, to be honest. Like, I, I could go on and on and on, but I'm going to choose not to because you know. I'm, uh, I mean, no, go on. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say, um, like, close minds for it. I don't think there's anything we've really spoken about in terms of you in the past. That is there anyone that you look for, you you look up to in terms of like uh, 
uh, a poet or just a really good novelist or something written that you, you can really relate to. Not like freaking, uh, you know, um, Caroline Duffy or anything like that. Or, unless it is Caroline Duffy, but, you know, just something that you, you, you relate to. <laughs> hashtag. I hashtag. like Duffy poems. All right. Hashtag back in the day when we used to say fuck Caroline Duffy because we hated her. <laughs> I just think her poems are very aggressive. Um, yeah. Granted, I have decided to be a bit more um, um, encompassing of the fact that um, Homegirl... No, I mean, what if I passed the... We're past our mark, and the thing doesn't seem to mind, so we're gonna keep trying. Um, but cool. yeah, um, the thing with I've began to sort of to to recap. We're talking about Duffy, Caroline Duffy, feminist poet, great girl. Um, and yeah, I find her poems very aggressive, but I am beginning to re reevaluate it. And think about the fact that, you know, as a black man, right, it's like I, like there's a genre of poetry called like, or, or literature that came up in the 1800s called, uh, it was called negritude, right, mm-hmm. it came up in France. So there's a lot of the, the educated elite um, in the, the kind of colonial era of when the French empire was really massive. Um they, a lot of them, a lot of the rich um, Senegalese people, as well as throughout France's African colonies, um, they were able to, to move to Paris eventually. So by the late uh, 18th, 1800s, going into the 1900s, um, we had a lot of rich African people living in Paris um, and, and around France, and they were able to write obviously, on literature about their, their experiences and their beliefs and etc. And what you found in this literature was a really aggressive, um, very pro... It was pro-black to the point where it almost... Um, it put Africa and its history up on... up on a pedestal. It put Africa and its history up on a pedestal to where... Um, it kind of made us seem as though we were better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you look at these poems out of context, it can be very easily misinterpreted what it is that they were trying to accomplish. And so, you know, you could think if you're not a minority in that case, you're one of the majority, say you're a rich old white guy living in, I don't know, Beverly Hills or like Buckingham York. Palace. Yeah. York, right. yeah, maybe. York, right. with the third, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you could perceive writing like that as being, you know, anti-white. You know, they hate us, and this is very aggressive, and how dare these people be speaking. Uh, we are benevolent, and we civilize you, and this is how you repay us all those narratives that we still hear about today whenever someone even thinks about criticizing anything. Um, and so what that what that says to me as a black man reading this now feminist poet is now I'm in a majority there's certain things that I can do as a man you know that, that a woman 
you know, unfortunately, in terms of the disparities and disparities on an international level, a woman, you know, might might not be taken as seriously as me, a man, saying something or applying for a certain job or doing, you know what I mean? So it's like, I need to look at that with a in context as well, the Duffy poetry, and really look at how is Duffy speaking to power and um, how can I learn something from this? You know, why? if I'm really a man and I'm really confident in myself, then I shouldn't feel attacked by a feminist writer speaking her mind. I mean, so I've, I've decided to um, change a little bit of how, how I view Duffy. And um, yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy some of the writing. I like Miss Havisham. It's a really, really good poem. I like Medusa. It's a really, really good poem. Um, as far as other writers that I look up to uh, in terms of poetry, I don't know much about poetry, written poetry, because I like, I believe poetry should be spoken, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I believe, I believe if you go back into the old days, poetry was a very um, dynamically delivered and um, interactive you know, thing. It'd be performed on stage and there'd be music and people would go and sleep, you know, but also you could read it. But like, I'm more into the interactive stuff with poetry. It's why I'm really, really into rap and spoken words and stuff like that. And slam poetry. I love me some slam poetry. Um, when it comes to poets that I like, oh man, I like, say I like Duffy. I like, I like Shakespeare a lot. Um, my favorite Shakespeare plays are Macbeth. Othello is my favorite Shakespeare play. Macbeth, I like Macbeth too. I like Hamlet. Uh, Romeo and Juliet's cool, you know, just the mainstream ones. I'm not a Shakespeare expert. Um, <laughs> the mainstream ones. I think I think by this point, a lot of them are mainstream. You, you'd be hard pressed to find, I don't know, Shakespearean poem that or play, should I say, that it's uh, not really known. I think The Tempest, maybe, but there was a movie, so I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, I see. Much still about nothing. Mm. I like, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of what you do, you know. Mm. I'm not the biggest fan. I barely remember anything about it. I only read it once and I was like. A Twelfth Night? I haven't read that one yet. Yeah, they're, they're, quite, they're quite a few. But um, I mean, funny enough, what got me into Shakespeare was manga. See, it's kind of, this is how, you know, it goes a roundabout way. Um, when I was in secondary school, so for those of you Americans out there, high school. Um, high school. High school, yeah. British um, secondary school is like US, like middle school and the start of high school. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so during this yeah. period of time when I was about, let's say, 14, so at the uh, hashtag the best time of my life. It sounds really pathetic <laughs> and sad. <laughs> Because I'm getting older and people are like, you should be... 14 was some of the craziest times of they, my life. They, I'm not sure I'd call them the best. Like, there's this whole thing of when, when you, as you're supposed to get older, when you get older, you're supposed to get happier. Because you look back in your life like, oh my God, that was so hard. But like, it really wasn't when I thought it was. But personally, I still, till date, and I think this is always going to be the same when I, as I grow older. It sounds really bad. But at the age of 14, I think I'd hit my pinnacle of like... I was content beyond content. Like, wow. everything was kosher. 
everything was I was that was the most blissful time of my life. Um, you know nostalgia is a sign of depression. <laughs> Damn, that's so you'd say I have dark humor. That is dark. Okay. That's... You're the one who took it to a dark place. Man said I peaked at 14. Anyway. The only um... joke that you peak at 14 is if you do a paper round. I wasn't working at all. Um, yeah, no. Um, no, basically, the point I'm trying to make um, is when I was well, this, during this period of time, obviously, various reasons made this the best time of my life, in my mind, at least. Um, one of the key reasons would definitely have to be the library at my uh, high school. Uh, um, yeah, secondary. secondary school, secondary school. The library at my secondary school where I spent a lot of my time. Yes, I've been a nerd for a very long time. I was one of those kids who hated going out to do sports. I detested the sunlight. Um, <laughs> I was a real... <laughs> he still does. Don't get this twisted. Don't get this twisted. I, oh I flipped on the light at 6 a.m. in the morning, and this dude literally went, this dude literally went, I feel like my eyes have been kissed by the sun. Those are his first words of the day. His first <laughs> words of the day. It feels like my eyes have been kissed by the sun. <laughs> oh my dog. Oh my dog. We go to our podcast. <laughs> Oh my god, we were talking about this podcast for so long. I can't even remember how, how, when we actually truly decided we'd do it. But anyway, um, we've been we've, we've been thinking about this for years, yeah. but we just needed to make the right move, and we made the move with anchor. Yes, we did. Um, so back back to my story. So, well, during this period of time in my life, I discovered manga Shakespeare. You know, I think it was an initiative by the uh the secondary school to get you interested in you know like work Shakespeare's works so they had a whole collection of manga Shakespeare and I think I've read I don't know how many Shakespearean uh, uh so many stories Shakespeare had, had actually written down because obviously there are loads like he didn't write down which are constantly uh spoken about or, or found or disputed like whether or not it's actually Shakespeare's work or whether it's something similar but anyway, of the ones that are definitely his works and are definitely out there in the world, I've read a substantial amount. I mean, I started reading at 14 and I didn't stop until um, the age of about, let's say, 16. So, yeah, once I finished, so two years, once I finished um, uh, secondary school. So this whole period of time, I was reading one, pretty much one story a week or one story a day, depending on what I was doing during the course of that time. Obviously, when things like GCSEs hit and, uh, yeah, just life in general, I, I became more prioritized with my education and I sort of neglected my um, uh, leisure time reading for more focused reading academically. But um, during this period of time, I, I did try to keep up with all, all of these stories and I read so many and I'm so grateful that they were made into manga because I don't know if any of you have actually read any of these stories, but you'll be hard pressed to find a 14 year old 
who 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 isn't uh let's say interested in the arts in any way shape or form to sit down and read a full Shakespearean play without any images maybe that speaks to me being a child I know some people read like whole freaking uh, uh, uh yeah full, full actual books without any you know images in them at that age and it's like oh my god like wow you're amazing but I mean just a regular individual who isn't necessarily uh, uh, academically inclined, shall I say, or, or really likes reading for leisure, give them a Shakespeare. Give give them a. Shakespeare. Sorry, give them a Shakespearean novel or play, and get them to read that with all the stage directions and everything in it, and t- see how long it takes them to get bored. <laughs> because... It took me like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure. real. Because I'm pretty sure that most people would rather listen to it or watch it than read it. Exactly. As I think it means, um, it speaks a lot to how Shakespeare is taught in the schools. Mm. Um, Shakespeare is kind of held, and these are not my original ideas. If you want this to be explained in depth by someone who knows what he's talking about, go watch an Akala interview or something, right? Like, oh, yeah, he, 100%. He's, he's, got, he's got the jewels on Shakespeare for real. But like what I would like to say, <laughs> add my two pence into the situation is, sure. um, you know, it does have a lot to do with um how how Shakespeare is taught in the schools. You know, Shakespeare is um taught in a way that is very even today is very elitist. Um, mm-hmm. it's taught in a way that you feel alienated, man. If you're a working class kid, you're in you're in ends. You're going state school in ends. No grammar school, like a state school in and right? And you're... you're Again, for Americans, public school, school instead of private school. Grammar school aren't private schools. They're, they're kind they, of they, kind, they kind of are. They're like they're, halfway. Uh, it's weird, man. It's weird. They're, 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 they're semi-private, uh, but yeah. yet still somewhat public. Yeah. But like, yeah. Um, a public school and a... a if you're in, if you're around the world, um, state school in England is public school. Um, in the inner city, most kids go to state school, right? And um, even that's a bit weird because we don't really have that kind of. It's, we'll talk about London in detail soon. <laughs> London's, an, London's an interesting place, man. And if you don't live in London, it'll be it'll be cool. Like we can really talk about. It. But yeah, um, basically for. Inner city youth, public school, it's the same shit with the resources and the teachers not caring. Like, it depends on who's there and, and police being outside and all, all the roses and, and awesomeness, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the way um, Shakespeare is taught in, in state school in ends is very, very um, detrimental to me because it, it presents Shakespeare as something elite for only an elite minority of people far, far away, and it's very alienating, and it makes the, the reader, it doesn't connect with the young people who are reading, and it makes them feel feel stupid and inadequate, and that they and that they can't accomplish and become a part of this winning circle, quote-unquote, who, who understand Shakespeare, and it's all part of um, kind of psychological psychological control through enforcing low self-esteem and by an extension, low performance. 
You know, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, then the fish will spend its entire life thinking it's a failure, right? Albert Einstein said that, and I believe it to be true. I think we should teach Shakespeare in a way that's more dynamic and in a way that's more, um, in a way that's, A, more true to the way Shakespeare was originally delivered to its audiences. Because remember, Shakespeare, originally, his plays appeals to all sorts of people across class barriers, right? A lot of mm-hmm. his biggest supporters were working class, you know, really, really, um, quote unquote, trashy. I mean, type people, right? They'd, they'd be, they'd be raucous and noisy and loud, crazy. And so it's crazy that it's mad that nowadays that's kind of been subverted and it's been taken in by the elite and it's been completely. And when I say this, right? Mm-hmm. I don't mean anything racial by it, so please don't type anything bad, right? But you Eli- know, elitist, elitist is elitist been, regardless of race or class. It's been really, well, really. It is when I say when I say this, right? I don't mean it to be. I don't mean it in a racial sense. I just mean it in a sense of you've. It's been done to it, right? Where it's been, it's been really whitewashed, and I don't mean whitewashed like that. I mean whitewashed like. Like just whitewashed in it. Like you took all the working class elements out. I don't think whitewash is a no, word. I'm I'd not say gentrified. Like, I, 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 I don't say, mean it like whitewashed. No, no, like... no, 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 no. Re- re- Relax, relax. I'd say gentrified, personally. Woo! I like that. Yeah. I meant whitewash in terms of like, you know, like when you've got dirt on your clothes and then you put bleach yeah, in yeah. the water. Yeah, yeah. Whitewash I know. Like you, what the society deemed as dirt, they, they got that off and then now you just have your clean shirt. Right. Hashtag that, that advert that advert we saw. Ooh, that <laughs> ooh. Ooh. You know the advert? Did, did you remember white the advert? Whitewash sticker. Oh the advert. <laughs> That's racist as fuck. Can we, can we now this is racism, y'all? This is some straight you man. Pre this racism thing here. Yeah. Fam, we saw some Chinese advert. <laughs> This was ages ago, but I'm going to bring this up. We saw some Chinese advert. This was some Wait, was it Chinese? Like, that, that's, that's racist. Was it, chi- like, in itself? it, was it Chinese? It was a Chinese commercial. Okay. China I, was, is I wasn't too racist. sure. I wasn't too sure. <laughs> racist as fuck. China is so racist. Well, there's a black guy and a China girl. Yeah. And fuck it. I'm going to say China girl because this shit was racist. So I'm not going to have sensibilities and start now I mean if you want to go rugged let's go rugged there's a China girl and a black dude right mm-hmm. the black dude goes in for the kiss the China girl lures him in then the China girl pushes sidesteps, him sidesteps black man pushes him into a washing machine a washing machine and then from outside of the washing machine comes out a really, really pale, straight-haired China man. <laughs> he almost looks white. Really pale, straight-haired China man. And then she's like, and then she starts making out with him. Mm. She washed the black, or she literally whitewashed her boyfriend. <laughs> oh and there was a God. bleach commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Bam. Um, anyway, coming back to Shakespeare. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's like, yeah, I believe that, um, 
um, it's it should be taught in a way that's um. I like the word gentrified. Uh, I like your contribution to that. And I believe, yes, um, it's been very gentrified, and I believe we should work to to de-gentrify Shakespeare, to reintroduce Shakespeare to the masses in a way that is palatable to the masses, while still maintaining the artistic integrity of a Shakespeare. And I think that we should um. We should do it in a way that um, that is not alienating and that that connects. Because once you connect with people through art, I think that's the pinnacle accomplishment of art. Art that brings people together. Like, and it doesn't matter what it is. Man, I saw some video in Venezuela or somewhere in South America. Like thousands and thousands of people gathered round in the city center. To watch an episode of Dragon Ball. Steve I Ball. knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> I had to, dog. This is beautiful. Like uh, literally <laughs> thousands of people, dude. You don't know what it's like in that city. There could be beef. There could be. But it doesn't matter. Thousands of people gathered round in a city center. They put Dragon Ball Super on the big screen, and they all stood there and watched it and bonded. Right. That mm. to me is a pinnacle accomplishment of art when you can connect with people like that and bring people together regardless of their differences, that's beautiful and that's magic. And I think um, if we de-gentrify Shakespeare and we try to make it more interactive with the youth, then I think we can connect with the youth and we can bring a lot of young people together. Okay, um, so I listened to what you said and I picked up uh, three things that I would like to elaborate upon. Um, One of the things you mentioned was, I guess you could say the class system when Shakespeare was around and who actually liked Shakespeare, which uh, I guess just surprisingly to a lot of people who haven't read Shakespeare in the past or very young people who don't really know much about that time period. Yes, he was loved by the younger generation or people who were um, of a lower class than currently who, who, who know about Shakespeare. And I think um, two, two factors or two uh, uh, points that people need to be aware, made aware of when, when, they, when they look at that is time and um, language. So this is going to be like a question, a few different points, actually. So time, when I say time, I mean everything over a period of time becomes, I think, uh, over... Uh, what's the word? Fond upon, should I say? It, it it becomes almost fussy. Like any art form you, you take now, I guarantee you in a few years from now, it will be extremely like looked at as like this high-end form of art. Anything we do now is seen as like, let's say, trash. Like even as you say, uh, uh, you mentioned rap before and spoken word. Now imagine nowadays people don't see that as too, like, uh, like rap is not necessarily a great thing but it is a lot better um now than back when it first started when it first when it first began like you said spoken word and people don't really love that and even nowadays spoken words a prime example when spoken word began people thought of it thought of it as trash you know it's, it's going back and forth in the years um back in athens it was an amazing thing uh during shakespeare's time it was it was great but yet prior to so after shakespeare's time a period of time uh, between then and now, it wasn't that popular. And then when 
uh, slavery happened and whatnot um, in America. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I'm just trying to, I, I don't want to go in too deep on it. Um, and that became a way in which uh, African-Americans and vice versa, other Africans became uh, willing to speak about certain issues in the light of the media using, a, using a, a, an arts form to express their emotions it became slightly more popular over a period of time. So anything that starts off being unpopular, depending on what it is, I think um, always becomes quite a niche. That's the word I was looking for, a niche uh, a, a trait or, or a niche brand over a period of time. Um, slang, again, being another key, key aspect of that. We always say... Slangs like you know, it's a foul thing to use. You know, when you're in workplace, you don't speak with slang. You speak, quote unquote, the Queen's English. You speak properly, but yet when you look at plays like Shakespeare, Shakespeare by some people, uh, some people was the author of slang. You know, l language itself uh, uh, evolves in many different ways. Many languages are considered to be bastardizations of other languages. Um, the English language being a bastardization of the Germanic language. You know, or, or an evolution, depending on who you ask, um, and that right, and that's the dichotomy, right? It's evolution or yeah. bastardization, and yeah. then ultimately, um, and this links back to the beginning of the podcast, um, and where I was discussing, um, where we were discussing, you know, in terms of what is language, and you know, to me, again, I, I must stress this point: language to me is just a means by which two people can exchange ideas um, between each other in a way that both people can understand the idea. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as such, um, whether or not one way is the, quote, proper way of speaking and another way is the, quote, improper or wrong way or, or low-class way of speaking is ultimately very... It's a social construct and it doesn't truly exist or hold any weight or merit in any way. Um, when you look at the Sha in Shakespeare's time, what is now the Queen's English back in Shakespeare's time was viewed as absolute trash. Um, anyone who was anyone that had any money wanted to speak Latin, wanted to speak Latin, wanted to write in Latin. Latin Bible was still very, very popular. You'd go to the Catholic Church, the choirs would sing in Latin. Latin was holy. Latin yeah, tran translating the Bible was seen as almost satanic to a certain degree. I'm not very good at that history, so I can't. I don't know when exactly the King James Bible came into prominence and, and when it became okay to. But still, I do know that the Latin Bible throughout the Middle Ages and forward is still very, very huge, very huge. Mm -hmm. And so, and Latin in general as a language, you know. A lot of influence, and you have to learn Latin if you are any kind of portion. And so, when when you fast forward to today's time, now it is the Queen's English, which carries the same position that Latin did all those hundreds of years ago. And now it is the slang that we speak in the urban sector um, of England, which is now viewed as the absolute trash, right? Mm -hmm, but what's mm -hmm. very very interesting is what the elite language is, there's a correlation between what style of speaking is elite and what style of speaking has a military force that validates this style of speaking, right? 
when you had the Holy Roman Empire a long time ago, which really enforced this need to speak Latin, right? But yeah. they're the Romans, right? And so nowadays, when it's the Queen's English, that's the proper way of speaking. Well, why is that? The British Empire. One of the largest empires in the history of mankind. The sun never sets on the British Empire. That's what they said. Because the sun never set on the British Empire. Whenever there was nighttime in one colony or sunrise in another colony. That's how wide their influence was. And there were missionaries everywhere. And they taught the Bible. The King James Christian Queen's English Bible. And so... What this does is, is it now reinforces that narrative and that way of speaking as being the posh, the elite, and the pinnacle of the English language. And any other means of using the English language is now um, perceived as being less sophisticated than that. But well and truly, these are just words. These are just vehicles by which ideas can flow between individual A to individual B. It's the quality of the ideas that determine one's character and intelligence, not necessarily the words themselves. There are those who speak the Queen's English who are chatting absolute shit, and they're not very bright, right? However, there are those who speak very colloquially who are incredibly intelligent, if you were to just listen to them speak. Mm-hmm. It's all about the ideas and not necessarily the window dressing around those ideas. And I think that it, that speaks a lot to class it speaks a lot to power. It speaks a lot to um to society. Empire, really. Society is a bit of a buzzword, like it's a bit of a vague, but it does though still. Mm. Right. And so yeah, that's um kind of... so Hello? we should just okay. Yeah, that's kind of my perspective on that is we should just um we should keep it real and be honest. Right? <laughs> and like um and just just humble ourselves and just teach Shakespeare in a way that can be understood by by as many people as we can, and just try to understand each other and embrace our different ways of speaking and focus on the ideas that are being um, conveyed by those different ways of speaking. So that there, we can there was sorry to cut you off. There was an initiative that is that um, I think every year or so, every few years, there is an initiative to try and modernize. Um, Shakespeare. The re- the one I experienced or um, was, I had to watch when I was doing drama uh, in college a long time ago um, was the uh, BBC's initiative where they got a, f- a few different actors from the UK to uh, do monologues. And what a monologue is, for those who don't know, is just uh, one person's speech of um, a play. So if I just spoke to you as an individual without you cutting me off and I'm just saying a specific speech or whatever, that is the, pretty much what a monologue is. It's just uh, one person's perspective of something uh, speaking to be precise. Um, as opposed to a dialogue, which is two people having a conversation. Like we are now. Yes, exactly. Mono meaning one, dio meaning two or more. Again, Latin words. Um, die that means to die. Ugh, sorry, yeah, there you go. Um, You're just trying to sound small. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Th- so the BBC had this initiative, and what they do is they got actors to uh, 
say a Shakespearean monologue or act out a Shakespearean monologue in different settings. So some settings were in a bedroom, some settings were in a council estate, uh, some weren't even monologues, some were uh, full-on like uh, acts, um, but uh, but a very short, over a short uh, span of time. So it, it won't be the full act, it might just be like half the act, but it involved obviously more than one person. Um, and what the idea, the idea of it was to basically uh, modernize this and give, I guess, the younger generations a perspective of Shakespeare that they could relate to. Um, so they, they are trying. It's just that it's, it's one of those things where you actually have to have an interest in it. Like I said, it's something I uh, didn't know about until I was told about when I was doing uh, drama. So I, I actually had you know, to learn uh, to go up and do research on this. And, you know, I found it interesting and I carried on watching afterwards. But if you aren't, I guess, in, uh, uh, inclined to do so, you you wouldn't know. You know, you, you lean towards what you're interested in. And unfortunately, the way the media is set up. Hello? Or just one-sided okay. viewpoint of life based on what you decide to say. And yeah, that's my general overview on, I guess, oh, it covers a lot of things, um, uh, Shakespeare and, I guess, you know, modern modern society and information, uh, uh, information browsing. It's like, you know, leaning back to like the fake news stuff that we're talking about now and how much information we actually put on the web where you were, you were mentioning, um, what was it? Uh, what were they called? Cambridge Analytica. Way back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it, it's it's all full circle. All of these things are linked, you know. Um, I I always I always try to to look at it from that point of view, but not too much, obviously, because then you kind of get lost in in thought. Um, yeah, which, yeah, I'm which... gonna plug my charger into my phone. So sure. Give me that ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You you do you. Um, keep talking to people if you want. Like, <laughs> I can keep I can keep talking to no one. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was listening. Okay. You're not there, so I don't care. <laughs> I listen to rock. I listen to rock. Yeah, I love rock. We can talk about music all day long. That's something else I really love. I, I, I you know, yes. Um, oh, 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 mate, that's a whole other topic. Culture and rock. Like we'll have, we'll have one of our podcasts. We will literally call the episode "Rock and Rap." Yeah. And but the I'm a huge hip hop head, and he's a huge rock and roll fan. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll, we'll call and it I, rock versus rap or something like and that. I, and I guess a, a, a Carla is the midpoint because he he's a really good person who, a uh, really good artist who speaks about like the power of rock and rap and stuff. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, we give a Carla so much press. I hope yeah. he hears this one day. Yeah. Look, I right, cool. Cool, boom. Um, we're big fans of a rapper who goes by the name of Akala, brother Akala. Awesome, awesome dude. That boy Akala. <laughs> Uncle Akala. That boy Akala. Oh my god. Uncle Akala, the flow father. Yeah, yeah. Saw him live. Sag saw him live. I'm not ashamed Hashtag of the fact that you weren't there. Snakes me. <laughs> snakes me. Snake. I don't give a damn that you snaked me for Hollywood Undead. 
<laughs> still snakes me for holding wood on that. But like twice. You snakes me for a collar. First and foremost, how do you do this to Zach, we could have seen him a Comic Con. Oh yeah, that was could have seen him a Comic Con. Yeah. But but Josh Josh or uh, jo- some guy was there. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Some guy was there. No, nah, no, nah, we don't. We can't say names because some of our stories might get a bit mad. Yeah, and we can't. True. We can't. We can't. We can't. Um, say exactly because shit might be incriminating. Imagine if someone's applying <laughs> for a job. Uh... We should have. We should have given fake names for ourselves as well. Well, in in hindsight, I told you. I told you. I told you. We should have called ourselves X and Y. I told you. We could still do it at some point. We we, we could we could create fake names for each other. Oh, uh, what what do they call them? Um. Uh, not 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 synonym. What what's 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 code names aliases? Not, not even okay. Code names aliases. There's a specific word for it, but I'm just trying to be smart, and I'm not. It's not working out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Keep it real. Yeah, code, code, code names are, yeah, code, code names. Code names are good. So we, we could create code names for each other. Nah, you yeah. Maybe, maybe. Like, um, I mean, you, maybe you're I'm always going to be SIM. So, I mean, that's just a SIM music. If S-I-M. anyone listens to this podcast years from now, um, mm. yeah, cool. This is where SIM. This is where it all began, in it. Oh, <laughs> From 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 black box to uh to 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 podcast. Yeah, I'm just like SIM music is taking over the uh the media industry. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this slowly. Once I figure out how to use YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, oh my god. YouTube. YouTube, okay, that's that's the next plan. Our summer, especially the one in Cardiff, we're gonna have to get a good camera for. I have a good and, camera. Um, yeah, so like hashtag vlogs. Yeah, we come. Yeah, YouTube is a monster, man. Oh, oh. damn, YouTube. Is I mean, monster. but we have we have enough people who do YouTube. I mean, I have someone who who I know is into YouTube, and he now works for BBC Three. You you have you know an individual who directly works for YouTube, as far as I'm aware. I think, or at least did an internship with YouTube or something. Or was it Google? I can't remember which one. He's a media guy. He's a, really He's a media guy. Media yeah, basically. Guy. But yeah, I need to speak so, to um, I need to speak to like more people who are like media, yeah, media type guys. Yeah. Like I'm struggling. This, this is my year. Like this is the year I've decided I'm gonna do all of this stuff. That so I'm, already like, you know, from Brandon. You have to get pod, started. Pod, no, no, no. You know what I mean? Like obviously, podcast we started now. Yeah. Um, and in terms of this is uh, it's already April. I, I was I want to do it mainly in the summer. So obviously, I have to like get all my stuff ready. And then when I go out in the summer, because I always book things to do over the summer, then I'll start doing all this vlogging stuff. Anyway, um, yeah, so, yeah, what were we talking about before? I can't even remember. So we were talking about, it went from Shakespeare to Akala. Uh, um, we, we, we yeah. went through a lot of stuff. We 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 briefly we briefly spoke about music and rock and stuff, which led us to Akala. Music and rock, which led us to to Akala, which led us to you being a snake, which led us to. Uh, 
<laughs> wow, uh, you had to slip that in. <laughs> oh yeah, anyone if if anyone loves festivals, you should like if anyone has never been to a festival, I advise go to a festival, have the full experience, camp there. Um and I'll be yeah, doing just ex- summer. I'm doing reading this summer. I don't know what you're doing oh, this summer. You're not inviting me to reading. Ah, cool. Look, it, it's up to you. Um the like a few people want to tag along with us, but you guys have to discuss. You have to find a partner. I've got my my festivals and gig partner. So, bro, you're never coming with you, man. Ah, oh, I swear, you're so bad. <laughs> We've been friends for years. <laughs> we have a specific relationship. Our relationship is animated, and um, for for lack of a better term, animated, oh, and uh, very. Very, very, very much. Um, basically, I'm not insightful. his real. Basically, we're not real friends because, like, no, I have. Because, like, okay, okay. I'm sure anyone who's related to this, who listens to this podcast, I'm sure will relate to this. You have friends for different things in your life. Sometimes those oh, things overlap, oh, but most of the time, let's be honest, there are certain people you go to for certain things in life. If you wouldn't have like a chill time, you'd go to like this dude who's always chilled and he doesn't want any sort of drama in his life like that's the person you go to if you want to have like a deep conversation you go to a specific individual maybe a female friend or male friend whichever what one. the fuck i the say i say sexism fe- i say female because i think females have are, are a more dog. Are, that's why you're better <laughs> no i'm not a dog i think females are better at emotional conversations than males are. i'm just being honest <laughs> so so yeah so um, <laughs> oh my god so yeah you, you might go to a female companion to speak of that sort of stuff uh speak about that sort of thing or stuff with um topics whatever so i mean maybe i'm being friendist that's a thing but um you know because there's so many ists nowadays um friend that's a new one yeah friend <laughs> If that becomes a thing, hashtag it was mine first. I said it first. I highly doubt I did, but I said it on record first. <laughs> anyway, friendist. Um, friendist. Yeah. Friendism. Yeah, yeah. Nah, man. Um, All right, cool. Man, I didn't even want to go to Reading Festival anyway. <laughs> certain demographic of people will be there. So, and a certain um. <laughs> basically they'll drugs taking, alcohol they'll be taking certain substances and they'll be foaming at the mouth and going oh. i think you have a really bad 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 interpretation of festivals i mean before i went to a festival i used to watch a lot of documentaries hashtag vice documentaries Woo! they are so good vice um, documentaries noisy documentaries um yeah, you, I, 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 I am a, I am a documentary head. I'm a documentary um, head who, too. Yeah, who, who, who doesn't know? I, I tend to quote a lot of documentaries um, on when BBC I speak. Three. Oh my god! I, I don't just watch stuff on documentary on, on BBC Three. Guys, guys, <laughs> take a shot every time because this will happen in the future. Take a shot of alcohol. Get drunk when you listen to our podcast. <laughs> Do it. Oh, we could do that. No, we not. could no, do that. No, we, 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 no, we could try. We, no, no, we could try, no, we could try having, having a no, drunk podcast. No, 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 no. no, no. no I mean, I mean no, listen, no, listen, listen. Before no, we have the podcast, we, no, we get really drunk, right? No, and then we, we talk about stuff. No, can I mean people have really no, done it before, like uh, drunk history. That, that was a really good thing. It lasts for a while. 
people got drunk and spoke about history. And hey, it worked. When you get drunk and speak about anything, it's always great because it's hilarious. But we're not doing that because, you know, I'm a sober guy. No, no. (laughs) Okay. Okay, if we get drunk, names will come out. Locations will come out. Narratives will drop. (laughs) Narratives will drop. You see how paranoid he is? This is, this is? this is like the basis of our friendship. I'm like, let's do something. He's like, let's nah, do something. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I take measured risks, fam. I take measured risks. Okay, and this guy's the devil. So he's got like... I can't help it. I'm an adrenaline junkie. Nah, I, I love real sick of He's that. like... Oh, my God. I don't mean to stereotype. <laughs> but some of y'all, with your skydiving and your white water rafting, and you take ecstasy, and you, you you go to electro, you go to clubs, and they play all that electro music, and you're like, yeah! why? Why bait me you, out like this? And then you, I take, I, I don't take, you ecstasy, don't take ecstasy. I'm saying like, I've, the, I, I've the, never taken you, ecstasy. <laughs> you, the, the, the demographic that you hang out with, yeah, uh, uh, yes, they do like, all this stuff. They take all sorts of. So the type of dudes who do like they'd stand on the ledge of like a fifty foot higher building and do a backflip on the ledge and record it. Like I, I saw a video about that and it made me mad. <laughs> okay. Basically, my a lot of my friends are throw sinking junkies, just like me. I mean, it's who I am, so that's the sort of people I tend to hang out with. Yeah. It, it it's it's it, it is what it is. I mean, I have it friends like you who are the opposite. Or white, it's wrong I, or right. <laughs> Fam. Okay, no, that's nothing. Um, like, I've um, like you. Um, I, I've got white Donny, so I ain't going anywhere near that stuff. <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> I mean, I have friends. I have friends like you, who um, who are very much calm, and I think that's a good. That's why I have the balance. I have my crazy friends. That's what I said. You have different friends for different things in your life and different social needs and emotional needs and all that sort of stuff. I have friends who I know will go crazy with me now and again when I want to and I want to have those days I go with them and we we get absolutely wrecked and not necessarily drunk but we we do things what other ways do you get wrecked physical activities are you kidding me physical activities guys two plus two plus x (laughs) equals four yeah yeah yeah, okay, cool. Oh, okay. Uh, so let's okay. say four is wrecked in this equation. Yeah, two plus x equals wrecked. Wrecked is four. Okay, two is alcohol. What's x? Yeah. Okay, you move two over the other side. Alcohol <laughs> minus that two. Now, I mean, stop screwing up someone's nose. <laughs> I've never taken coke. But why do you keep. You're talking about all these drugs I've never taken or done, like, gone anywhere near. I'm not Only saying it's you, say. homie. I'm saying it's your homies. You're like... Yeah, okay. Right, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, okay, things like raves that you, you really detest, right? I, I've been to, but I just like dancing. I just like music. I just like going out and meeting new people. And raves are slightly better than clubs when it comes to how relaxed people are. Like the difference between like, yeah, okay. the club. There's, there are loads of differences in a rave in a club. The main one being, obviously, the length. A club is only up to, like, most clubs. Well, 
in the UK, because obviously the time differences for clubs and stuff in other countries are different. But in the UK, most clubs go from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Like, as in when you actually leave the club. They say they close at 3, but you actually tend to leave an hour later. Because, you know, they, 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 they do, like, encore songs, and then you, they let you stay in for a bit and have conversation with whoever you're speaking with before the night ends, and then you guys slowly leave the club. Whilst with raves, you go from 10 p.m. again, uh, but to, like, about 7 a.m. on average. Um and some of them go to like the next day. And those are legal raves. Then you also have illegal raves where God knows when those end. You know, sometimes they go on for like two, three days straight. Um, hashtag burning man. Um, things like that. Again, but that, that's like that's like a legal thing anyway. Um, but there are, yeah, I said, illegal raves in certain locations where they just go on. But I think, um, so that's like one of the main points. But I think the other point that people was gloss over, um, excluding the drugs, because that's, Regardless where you go to clubs, club pubs, there there will always be drugs around. Um, I think is um, the social aspect, and I, when I say social aspect, I mean being able to speak to someone and just speak to them, and like have a conversation. You, like I've met people in in raves, and I've really like got to know them, and like you know, in a short period of time, um, not not I won't say extensively, but like you know. <sighs> To a certain degree, where where I can hang out with them afterwards and we're pretty cool, and you know we can we we meet up in the street with someone. We'd actually we wouldn't bump each other and just walk away. We'd actually have a conversation and then we'd walk away. Whereas in clubs, I find that you don't really have you don't talk, you dance, you you might try and, unless you're trying to you know hit on a specific girl, or even that you can't actually talk to someone in the club because they automatically assume you're trying to hit on them, right? That's a whole other atmosphere. In a, in a rave, people actually are more susceptible to like susceptible to like, oh, this guy actually wants to talk to me, or this person wants to talk to me. Whereas in, in in a club, it's like, oh my god, you're trying to hit on me, aren't you? Like, not necessarily. I'm just trying to talk to you. You know, if it if we we click and then it, I I then try to hit on you, that's a possibility. But my initiative usually, that personally, my, part, my yeah, exactly. It's like I just want to have a good time. I want to get to know you, have interesting conversations. Um, but then again, I think the time has an influence in that because because the, sh- the period of time is so short. People don't want to waste time with people who they don't necessarily um, want to home with or feel like they will. I don't know benefit them. I don't know how you decide that in, in less than like you know thirty seconds or however long the person decides they don't want to talk to you for. But yeah, it's it's always I find that it's always a lot harder to speak to someone or just have a general interaction with someone in the club than. It is in a rave. That might be me, again. That might be me, or it might be my age. It might be a bunch of things. But from my point of view, rave culture to club culture, rave culture is way more relaxed than club culture. But I, I, I can understand that raves on for everyone, especially if you're around people who are constantly high, drunk, all that sort of stuff, and you're priests, like pretty, you know, sober or or at least like not as inebriated as the rest of the people around you you will get really frustrating and highly annoying oh he's talking about that time yeah that time what time when homie okay we'll give our homies nickname mm-hmm. just when homie like you don't have to go anything just when homie okay. homie did what brethren uh, when when big homie was like, oh, he's not big, but like when homie was like to to home girl, when you're out with brethren, home girl, and a couple of other homies, 
and mm-hmm. it, I was at home grinding. Like I had, I had SAC. Yeah, yeah. So that time, in it. Yeah, yeah, but, I, yeah. I, but I'm not. I'm like I'm not just talking about them because obviously recently I I went before like before that and I had noticed it uh, because two of the people. So I got invited by a friend to go to a rave, and two of the people we, we were there with. So there were I think there were about like maybe six of us. Uh, or seven of us, two of uh, two of us being male, the other four, four, yeah, or so three of us male, the other four female, so seven of us, um, and um, yeah, but, but basically the two two of the females that were with us were unstuck, right, and yeah. even though it was just two people, it's oh. still, still it was still quite annoying. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. D- this isn't a recent thing. This is this happened prior to to what this the event. This wasn't the King's Cross one, but like, no, 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 oh, okay, that, that's not a that's not a rave though, is it? That's oh yeah, it wasn't a rave, right? Cool, so um, prior prior to yeah prior to the experience you were talk, you you were talking about, there was another experience I had, like the one I'm talking about now, and um, these two individuals were you know on stuff, and it was really frustrating because you know they'd go off somewhere, they'd have emotional outbursts, they'd get really thirsty. What were they on? Probably ecstasy. From, from what from from the symptoms they were describing, it's probably ecstasy. Um, you know, they're they're really like lovey dovey and all, all, all that sort of they stuff. Um, no, like it, the drug makes it increases certain ho- hormones in your body that make you basically it's like a love drug essentially. Um, again, I'm not gonna go into like drug culture. I I, I only know this much about this because I study psychology. Disclaimer: like I have to. Don't go into the drug culture. This is a shit we need to be talking about. But then I say all of this, I I don't know enough about it. I'm not going to boast about how much I know about drugs because, to be honest, I know very little. I only know what I've read. And to be honest, that's I don't think that's enough. Um, Not that I want to experience all of this, but I think someone who has experienced it will have a lot more of an insight into what it does to you than someone who's just read about it. Like, I hate when you have a conversation with someone and they argue with you over something you've experienced, and they, what they're quoting is a book or a freaking documentary. <laughs> that shit annoys me. <laughs> He's talking like someone who's had like, like experience on the other side of this. Mm. Brandon, have 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 you ever been like addicted to like I don't know food, and like man have come up to you like Brandon, stop doing that. Because in the book it says this, and then you're like, you're like, nah, fam. I like my burger, or I like my like. Have you ever been? Have you ever been just in normal everyday life, not drugs or nothing crazy, but like in normal everyday life? Have you ever just been a fiend for something and you have to stop? Huh. Anything. Um. I'm sure there's something you can think of because you know me very well. Uh, oh, that's sweet. Uh. I'm really, I'm really struggling because I don't think there's anything I'd say. I'm really, like, like, like uh, uh, book. Anything that really links to like books and stuff that people have quoted me on, like, oh, you know, or quoted something and say, oh, you should stop this because it's a book. You, I'm quite like I like to listen to what people say a lot of the time. Like as long as the way I'm fifty-fifty, I'm quite opinionated. Yes. But at the same time, I don't think there are very many people out there that I'm aware of who've done this to me. The only thing I can think of, I can only quote that event was still the drug situation. 
Um, alcohol actually is a really good one. That's okay. Yep, I have experienced that, but that was of alcohol. Had an alcohol problem? No, I wouldn't say I had an alcohol problem. I um, I really like alcohol in in the sense like I, I for instance, uh, love cider, right? And this is the whole cider beer debate. Now, I don't think cider, well, at the time, I didn't. I mean, now I have second opinions, but um, a different opinion. But at the time, I didn't think cider was as strong as beer, personally. Because I would but drink beer. Mm, it depends on what you're drinking. And this is where I got a bit, like, testy. Because, um, you know, this individual at the time was bringing up all these different beers. And I'm not really knowledgeable about, like, alcohol, like... There's nothing in particular that I would say I've, I spend a lot of time looking at in terms of like social things that people do, like drugs or alcohol or anything like that. I, I skim through these things, but I don't pay enough attention to them to like have heated debates, right? So when people come at me with stats and stuff, I'm like, dude, it's not that deep. Um, but yeah, so I was having this conversation with this individual and um, they were telling me how uh, beer was or... Uh, sorry, cider was stronger than beer, and be- uh-huh. because because the uh, the difference between beer and cider, for those who don't know, cider is very sweet, kind of like a uh, soft drink, but it has al- it has uh, alcohol content in it, obviously. And has um, lots of different flavors. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ross, Ross, just, beer. It's just the same piss with a different. <laughs> and so, so there there are different types of beer out there. You know, when you go to beer festivals, you realize this. Um, it's some a of slightly was, some, differentiated some... good for all you econ heads out there. Oh, man, it's God. a slightly differentiated. It's good. not. It's, it's not, not. It's not that much. My beer, and your beer. It's like you remote. haven't been. To, you haven't been to a beer festival. This is why I was saying before, prior to this conversation, well, I didn't well, have well, very well, knowledge. You, know, you could. You could invite me, but I guess I just don't want to lose <laughs> friends. So. You're so petty. Anyway, um, so so let, okay. let me go back to what I was saying. So this guy, um, you, this guy is so petty. This <laughs> so guy, back to... When this podcast ends, he'll be like, "You didn't like my post on Facebook." Oh, shut up! Um, that was such a long time ago. Um, so oh, shut up. So um, you got me think about something else now because of that. Um, yeah. So we were having this conversation, and this individual was just, you know atting me basically because i i said i didn't like the taste of beer because it was really strong and i thought the alcohol levels were way higher in, uh, on beer than they were on uh, cider bearing in mind at the time i hadn't really i wasn't looking at like the uh, uh, the alcohol level alcohol volume of um like beer to cider or, or the cider i'm drinking to the beer this person was drinking at the time i just drank i just ordered what i liked I didn't really look at the content or anything like that. It was just something I knew I liked. So I got it. And this person was like, oh, why didn't you get this? It's way better than that. And I was like, because me being me, I'm like, because one, I don't like it. And two, um, I don't get drunk of this as quickly as I do of that, um, which in my mind, made, you know, I was thinking, okay, so that means that's more alcoholic. But then again, obviously, biology, we're all different. Things react differently to us. Even you know, drinks of the same volume or content can uh, give someone a different uh, biochemical reaction. Anyway, um, I'm going off on a tangent. So I was really upset at this person thinking like, you know, you have no idea what you're talking about. This 
be it as you put it, blah blah blah, is um not as strong as this. And oh, sorry, it is is stronger than what I'm drinking. And I was right, funny enough, um, without looking at the labels, I, I was right. There are the times where I was wrong. Uh, I had been wrong about that, but at that point in time, I was right. Luckily, yeah. <laughs> um, right. and you know they would give me all these quotes, you know, you know, telling me about all these different kinds of beers and ciders, and they're like comparing the two, and I was just like, "Dude, have you even drank cider?" And this person looked me square face, you know, was like, "Not really." So I was like, "After <laughs> <laughs> all that, exactly." exactly no, exactly and and that's the sort of stuff that gets me when people do that and i'm just like where do i start with you <laughs> where, where do, so so after he after this uh, said individual said what they said i was just like okay so i'm not going to carry on this conversation now because you know this is 